Hey guys, this is Doug with FellowshipOfTheMartyrs.com uh, Coming to you again from Liberty, Missouri uh, Wanted to uh, do another in the series on demonology Now uh, Let's pray first Thank you Lord pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you would help us, Lord. That you would bind up anything of the enemy that should help us hear you really loud and clear. That should get everything else out of the way. That should open the ears of those that can hear and help, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay. I, I I probably am going to need to do more in depth on this because I don't think I can do this particular thing justice um, without some visual aids and descriptions and stuff. <clears throat> but I specifically want to talk about um, the spirit of Python. Now this is mentioned in the Bible I believe it's also referenced uh, in Job where he talks about behemoth as kind of the second in command behind Leviathan and I think on a on a smaller spiral on a personal size we see um, a demon that is in uh, the ranks of behemoth um, Anyway, the Lord showed me this one around Christmas time of 2006 um, after we had thought we were squeaky clean, there was nothing, we had already found everything, there was a small group here in Liberty that we felt pretty certain that we were squeaky. Um, and the Lord had even showed uh, an, another one that I haven't I haven't done a video yet about about the Jezebel and uh, the root of that and where that comes from and whatever and we'd already dealt with that but we didn't see this thing this second in command um, I had I had had um, some horrible 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 lower back kidney pains one night I mean so bad because I had prayed Lord you know I'm willing to stand in the gap for whatever and whatever it takes and just put it on me and I don't care and you know free the free the whatever anyway um, so I prayed this prayer really really big crazy prayer and then uh, go to bed at 10 o'clock at 1 o'clock I'm in the worst pain I've ever felt my whole life. Horrible, horrible, horrible pain in my lower back, um, kind of right above my hip bone on the on the right side, especially, but both sides of the lower back, and horrible, horrible pain. And 
I don't. I crawl into the bathroom and and lay on the floor and I'm throwing up just for the pain. It's not that I'm nauseous. It's not that my stomach is upset. Just from the pain. I don't know if you if you understand what I'm saying, but just from the pain, I was throwing up and I lay there and I'm like, Lord, what's going on? Is this an attack? Because um, this was like right after Halloween, I think, somewhere around in there, and and um, the Lord's like. Nope, this is me. This is me. I, you know, I get confirmation. Yep, it's him. And okay, whatever. He says this is, this is in response to the prayer that you prayed. Okay, fine, whatever. And I'm not praying that he would take it away. Once I know it's him, I'm not rebuking it. I'm not, you know, I'm like, okay, well, thanks, Lord. Uh, rejoice in affliction, and you know, he's like. Are you willing for it to stay like this from now on, if necessary? I mean, you prayed that prayer. Do you want to back off? you want to take it back? I'm like, no, that's fine. Whatever you want, I'll carry it. It's fine. Put it on me. It's Moses prayed on Sinai, blot me out of the book of life, but send them into the promised land. Paul prayed that I would be cursed from Christ if only the Jews would hear the gospel. There's no telling how much. Uh... It says we're supposed to bear each other's burdens. Well, if, if, if I think I can handle more burden than is just my own, I, I stand in the gap for somebody and say, Lord, I, you know, Ezekiel 22 says, I searched for a man that would stand in the gap for the city so I wouldn't have to destroy it. You know, somebody that's willing to say, okay, I'll take on the rushing hordes of Philistines by myself if I have to, but I'm going to defend this city at, at whatever expense. Uh, anyway, so I'm on the floor for like three and a half hours alternating between groaning and thanking him and throwing up. And, uh, and then he has me get stick my head in the sink and drink some more water. And I'm like, why? Well, because now I was just dry heaving. I'd already thrown everything up and whatever. <clears throat> anyway, finally he says, uh, I'm going into bed. You lay a certain way like I tell you, and I'll, I'll put you to sleep. I can't imagine how. The pain has not diminished a, a, an iota in three, three hours or something. And I'm pretty much resigned. He's like, if it's like this from now on, are you still going to go? Are you, is it okay? And I'm like, look, I don't know how it's possible for me to do what you're calling me to do. Incapacitated on my face, throwing up, but I just assume that you're going to give me the grace to deal with the pain, or I'm going to get used to it, or whatever. Fine, whatever you want. So he sends me to bed. Sure enough, lay on your side a certain way, put a pillow between your legs, and he conks me right out, and I'm asleep. I get up in the morning. As soon as I wake up, the pain is right there. I mean, right there, just like it was. I, I roll out of the bed. As soon as my feet touch the ground, it's gone. Just gone. And no no soreness, no hint that it was even just gone. And um, the Lord's real happy and smiley with me and everything. Later that same day, um, I'm hanging out with a couple of sisters. One of them is having some kind of bronchitis that won't go away. Breathing problems, lung problems, throat problems. And then the other sister, I'm working on the computer, and she kind of comes up behind me, and she's like getting all dizzy, and she's like, wow, the anointing in here is really strong. I, I can barely stand up. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not feeling it. 
you know I mean I understand there's times when God is so strong on you you can't stand up I understand that there's been times he told me to lay down and I'm like why Lord and he's like if you don't lay down I'm gonna knock you down okay I understand that the presence of the Lord can force you to the ground and um, sometimes the Holy Spirit manifests like electricity or whatever and just shorts out your circuits and your body can't handle it. Uh, I understand the real and I understand the counterfeit. But this is kind of fishy because she's feeling, oh, you know, whatever, dizzy and like she's going to, you know, fall down and whatever, be slain in the Spirit or whatever. And I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling the annoying, I'm not feeling the presence of the Lord like she's feeling. So I, I start thinking, well, maybe this is something else. So I have her sit on the bed and start scanning her. And by scanning, I simply mean just, just in the spirit, just pressing into the Lord about what is this, what's going on, show me whatever I need to see, and just kind of doing a spiritual x-ray, MRI, how, however you want to think about it, but just flipping into the spirit, putting on spiritual eyes, and just looking her over real good to see what's going on. And I'm asking the Lord to show me, and he shows me like uh, the pictures in the National Geographic of these African women with, with gold rings in their neck, with like stretched, long, tight gold rings on their neck. And I can see that it's cutting off the oxygen to her brain, and that that's what's making her all dizzy and, and loopy. And the other sister that's there sees something on her back, and um, but she's also been having problems with throat and lungs and stuff. So I scan her and I start to see the same thing. And between us, we get a, we, we get a composite of this this golden, camouflaged, very sneaky, very dangerous dragon type thing. And between, between what we're seeing, and as I'm getting confirmations from the Lord and beginning to tune in better to get, a, get an angle on it, because uh, um, gold, it just, it just reflects whatever colors are around it. So you, you can't really see. It doesn't look like a big black mass or something like that. And there's a, a butterfly or a moth in Australia that weaves a golden cocoon in, in the plants and it just reflects the greens and the browns and the whatever around it in this perfect camouflage. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> so I'm asking the Lord, what is this? And he says, it's python. And I'm like, okay. I, I know that I needed to be on the lookout for it. I knew it was out there. I'd never seen one before. I didn't know what it did, whatever. But, but he calls it by a different name and calls it a siphon and I'm like S-Y-P-H-O-N he says no P-S-Y-P-H-O-N as in Psy as in the mind uh, uh, fawn whatever so it's uh, it, it what it does is siphon energy siphon strength siphon your breath siphon your anointing uh, in the sense that it's it, it sucks that but it's also mental, but it's also Python. So it was a it was a combined word um, explaining things, just like El Shaddai or um, you know Jehovah Rapha or whatever that explain uh, uh, the Lord our healer instead of just you know uh, anyway. It was <clears throat> so I understand that it was Python, but he called it something different with me just. 
in terms of explaining some of what it does, its job description and stuff. And basically what he showed me, um, when as I began to tune in more and see it more and more clearly, it was on the back of this person, it had arms with one talon up above uh, latched in through the back. And they might be in lungs, they might be in the heart and the lungs, they might be um, uh, throat, whatever, but one, one single talon on each arm and then one single talon on each leg in, in lower organs and they would be latched into kidney, spleen, bladder, uh, whatever down below. It had a long tail with a with a barb on it, with like a like an arrowhead, jammed into the lower spine, right near the tailbone. And it's such that if you yanked on it, the the barb would come off. You know, like like the reason why arrowheads are that way is because it's going to do more damage, and you can't remove them uh, easily. Um, it's just going to tear on the way out. And then its neck, it was like a backpack on this person clawed in top and bottom tail barbed into the lower spine and then the long long neck wrapped around the throat like a hangman's noose and then coming out their mouth and waiting and I began to understand that this is a compound it does a whole bunch of different things for one thing it causes a lot of physical pain and the longer that it's there and the more strength that it has the more that it is going to attack those organs and you're going to see organic damage in the natural in those organs now it might be um, uh, it also is going to it is going to be related to all kinds of throat problems breathing problems lung problems and it's also going to be this little viper that is responsible for sharp tongues for gossip for lies but also it kind of it kind of surfs a person's anointing so a pastor or some big prophet person or whoever um, speaks the truth 80 90 percent of the time but then once in a while um, something gets out of them that's, that like hits you funny but still this thing just surfs their anointing and reels you in so that it can feed you lies later on it's real real dangerous um, I sort of saw that their head like opened up like like hinged like a snake and this thing coming out and and being able to grab whatever now so from the back it looked like a, a, a the body the torso backpack with claws in the top claws in the bottom tail in the bottom and wrapped around the neck and coming out the top um, that that began to explain how you know I understand that demons begin to manifest particularly when they know they're about caught. Their time is about up. There's nothing left to do. They're cornered, so they flare up. And all three of the people that were there that, at that moment had pythons that flared up real bad in the days prior to that. One of them could barely breathe for, uh, for choking her, cutting off the oxygen to her head, making her all lightheaded and dizzy and whatever. One of them was having lung and, and bronchitis, throat problems. I was having lower uh, kidney back problems the night before in extreme way. I mean, it was really trying to kill me. Um, and but, but the combination of all of that was allowed by the Lord so that my little whatever... Um, 
it's like the clicking noise in the dash of a car. You're like, yeah, something's going on. Something's, something's, this things are working, and you know, all of my the way I'm wired, I'd start going, what is this? What's going on? Why are the similarities here? What is the what is the point of all of this? Excuse me, forgot to do that. Um, uh, oh, I got a new phone. Pretty cool, BlackBerry thing, and. Uh, uh, and God provided, and I can do movies on it uh, and everything, but they'll be all shaky, so we're going to use the tripod as much as possible. Um, anyway, so you want to show me this Python or Siphon or whatever you want to call it, um, and showed me the damage that it can do, and that it is it is given room by by loose tongues, that 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 is the gateway through which it enters. That if you are not controlling your tongue, if you are not speaking the word of the Lord, you give it room to more and more and more take control and latch on and dig in and, and get deeply rooted. It is really hard to remove. Um, I'm not sure that without the baptism of fire, you could successfully keep it off. Um, there is an authority, there is a the fire of God in you that just blasts the light of God out of you that would um, more effectively keep this thing off. But it is wicked smart, very dangerous. It has a resident sort of spirit of fear on it itself. So even if you deal with your spirit of fear, this thing kind of carries a spirit of fear with it uh, to open the doors back for everything else. It is the second in command. It is the backup um, the, 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 the backup systems, should you actually get the seed of the snake out, should you get the Jezebel off, this thing is going to still be there, hidden very well, to try to take control. <coughs> now, this is also the thing that, that, is, that is used to counterfeit slaying in the spirit and other things. Now, there is a real, but there's also a counterfeit. Everything God has, Satan has a counterfeit of. Um... So, uh, there are times when I prayed with somebody and they just click off. I mean, they just, the, 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 uh, they have a cup this big and somebody with a cup this big pours into their cup and it, it just tilts their pinball machine. I mean, they, they just get a little time with the Lord. And as he grows their cup, shows them heaven, takes them to hell, gives them more fear of the Lord, whatever. So, that is real. It's just that you probably ought not to be aiming to knock people down and trying to show off and make it all about you because you're just going to give something more room to oppress you and it's going to jump on them. It's going to do a lot of harm. Anyway, so, but the one of the ways that this thing is used to counterfeit the slaying in the spirit or the drunk in the spirit or whatever is that this thing will crank down on your throat and create a hypoxia so that you're dizzy and shaky and you're like oh man I, I can feel the anointing of the Lord no it's really everybody in the audience's pythons cranking down on their throat to, so that the guy on stage looks like he's a big guy he just waves his arm and whole rows of people fall down but really what happened was they had demons that want that guy in the white suit to be propped up Oh, I'm sorry. Was that too personal? Um, and look like he's big, big honcho or whatever. So they just crank down on those people, click them out, and man, it looks like he's he's doing it. Satan has a counterfeit, 
and and he has ways. Now, if you bind everything up, if you say, I want nothing in the name of Jesus, I bind all of this stuff up, I want no manifestation that's not Jesus, I want nothing that's not the Holy Spirit, I want nothing touching me, nothing messing with me, nothing that not, that's not Jesus, he waves his hand, nothing's going to happen. You ain't going to hit the ground. Okay? Now, so, <clears throat> the other thing, whether it's drunk in the Spirit uh, this thing is also going to be responsible for sleep apnea, uh, which I had um, I, back in 2000, I don't know, 1999, 98, whatever. I went and did a sleep study because I was having trouble. I was feeling horrible every day when I woke up. Um, I did a sleep study 600 times in the night. I would stop breathing. Um, and and choke myself awake. My blood oxygen dropped to 70%. They put me on a CPAP, a breathing machine at night that would force air um, into me. After I had the vision that started this crazy ride and, and started hearing God better and everything, he said, I put the breath of life into you. Satan is always trying to steal the breath of life out of you and others. I put the breath of life in you. I'll keep it in you. You take a baseball bat to that machine and you trust me. Okay, Lord. So, you know, that was a leap of faith because I really had gotten dependent on it and really created a fear that if the power went out, if I went on vacation and forgot it, maybe I'd die in my sleep. And, and that's all Satan whispering to create a dependency on anything other than Jesus. And I chose rather to be dependent on Jesus. So, beat the machine up, <laughs> threw it in the trash and said, okay, you're responsible to make sure I keep breathing when I go to bed at night the name of Jesus and set angels around me get the enemy off of me make sure I'm armored up and uh, I've been fine since so uh, I used to have no energy you know um, it's not that I don't still snore <laughs> as anybody at the ministry house can attest to you or that's traveled with me on the road but God is faithful to make sure that I wake up in the morning and that I have the energy to go through my day which are long hard days and get done everything that I need to do. So, anyway, uh, he also had me start fasting a lot, and I lost a lot of weight, and that helped too. But, but uh, I know that that's not the that, that's not the root of it. <clears throat> this thing, the siphon is going to the python is going to be responsible for um, all kinds of bronchial problems, asthma, sleep apnea. Um, infections, bronchitis, all kinds of chest, lung, whatever. It's also the thing that is going to train you to need to smoke. And what the demons do is they will crank down on you so that you just can't get a decent breath in your lungs until you're smoking a cigarette. And then, oh, big nice breath. And as soon as the cigarette's gone, man, they'll clamp back down on you. What they're doing is conditioning you to believe that you're only going to get oxygen when you're doing the thing that's going to kill you. you. You have to reject and renounce that. You have to armor up against that. You have to not play their game and let them train you to do things their way. It's just like a choke collar on a big dog. You know, we had a dog one time, a regular, a regular collar wouldn't work. You had to have the one with teeth in it so that when you pulled on it, he would stop because he didn't feel... He didn't feel any pain otherwise, and he would drag you down the street. And that's what Satan is doing 
And this is the mechanism by which it's happening. Now, if you're a smoker, you're going to understand what I'm talking about. But it will convince you that you need a cigarette in order to get some decent oxygen in your system. And that is totally nutty. Totally nutty. And this is the mechanism by which this happens. Okay? Uh, it wants to instill fear. I need my inhaler. Because at any moment, I could get a little stressed. I could have trouble breathing. If I don't have my inhaler, I'll die. Okay, if you don't have Jesus, you're going to die. You need to depend on Him. And you need, to, you need to see success in rebuking it in the name of Jesus. And what do you know? You're going to be okay. So, <clears throat> but they're always going to try, and they're always going to try and kill you. Demons, their whole job is to kill, steal, and destroy. Your life, your quality of life, your energy level, your relationships, your dependence on God, your whatever they can, they're going to try and steal. If they can't just vaporize you for how much they hate you, they will kill you slow. And whatever way they can. Anyway, uh, a couple of years after this, I started to really look hard at the counterfeit and, and how the enemy was using um, Todd Bentley and other people uh, and what it was that was powering this stuff. Uh, and the Lord showed me, particularly through a video about the, the, the dangers of the New Age, I think is the name of the, um, of the video series that's on the Fellowship of the Martyrs website. And you can probably find it on, on uh, YouTube and other places. But it goes through very specifically talking about some of the manifestations in the guru, Hindu, whatever uh, stuff that is real scary similar to some of the stuff you see in the revivals um, of the over-the-top Pentecostals. Um, and I started really looking into what is this thing. Um, and when we, were, when we were really researching about Todd Bentley people were talking about the kundalini spirit and there's a picture uh, that is often used to reference it where you know again if I had visual aids it's better but there's a dot and then two dots two dots and a dot down below and there's this this sort of um, uh, quartz crystal like kind of a shape to this thing with all these connections running through um, down the point down and then again with these six main points and I'm like, uh, okay, I can kind of see how that's the upper claws, the lower claws, the tail going in the spine, and this thing wrapping around their neck and coming out. And the Lord's like, yep. And I'm like, so Lord, Python is the same as Kundalini? He's like, okay, not exactly, because they don't, the Kundalini people don't really express it all in all that it does. But Kundalini is part of Python. They're not, but but there's more to it than just that. Just what they're describing as the Kundalini. And I'm like, okay, this is making some sense. There's a video on YouTube of an atheist guy pretending to be a minister, having this demonstration to prove that God is real, and somebody comes up and he just doesn't even touch him uh, from behind. They don't even see him doing it. But he just goes like that, and they click out and fall and hit the ground. And all of my demons, all my demon buzzers are snarling up. And I'm like, oh, that is so bad, so wicked. And he's like, yeah, he ain't an atheist. He's a warlock. 
He knows exactly what he's doing, and what he did was grab a hold of that siphon, crank it down on that person's neck, and click him off. And the guy raises up, and he's like, see, didn't I just prove there was a God? And it's all sort of meant to show you that it's just self-hypnosis or hypnosis or suggestion or whatever. But it's not. It's straight-up demons. Um, <clears throat> anyway, this is a really big bad guy. Really big, really sneaky, really dangerous, really hard to get off. Mostly because in order to keep it off, you're going to have to have tongue control. You're going to have to not be snapping, gossiping, biting, ugly, whatever, or you're going to let it back on again. And it's going to get more entrenched and stuff. If you have given a lot of room with your tongue, and you know who you are, with your gossiping and backbiting and slandering and lying and whatever you are probably going to have more and more and more physical symptomology related to this thing because it is going to dig in more and more and more. Um, <clears throat> might, be, might be uterus, might be bladder, might be kidney, spleen, liver, whatever. I'm not a biology guy, but any lower stuff, upper, upper stuff, could be back spine trouble, uh, tailbone. <coughs> We've got people here textbook exactly the, the points that I'm talking about and the kind of things that they've had to repent for are clearly stuff that gave this thing lots and lots of room. Maybe their whole family generationally has been given this thing lots and lots of room. Now in all of the, the in all of the places where they talk about the Kundalini when you when you look at the new age stuff and the videos that we have on our site, which put on your armor, this stuff's bad, this, we're not playing with this stuff, this is real. Uh, it'll jump on you if it can. <clears throat> they never talk about imparting a kundalini. They always talk about awakening a kundalini. And they put their hand on their forehead or whatever, and basically you are encouraged to blank out, accept whatever comes, uh, which is part of the dangers with contemplative prayer and other things, which we'll talk about on a different video. Blank out, receive whatever, give it control of your body, give it control of your tongue, scream, shake, whatever. And these conferences with the New Agers are so dangerous, they have ambulances on standby at these things because people get suicidal, they get turned over to stuff they can't handle, they need to be medicated, sometimes... Um, all kinds of stuff. Because what they're doing is encouraging you. They're naming the thing, and, and I believe the Kundalini is just another name for Python in, in Indian or Hindi or whatever it is. They're naming it, and they're encouraging you to give yourself over to it. And you are essentially worshiping it uh, in each and, and as it manifests on each individual person, you're giving it more and more control over your mouth, over your body, and it is going to destroy you. That is its goal. One way or another, sooner or later, somehow, it's going to try to kill you, destroy you, wreck you, wreck your relationships, wreck your marriage, wreck, wreck everything. Now, the reason why they don't talk about imparting it as opposed to awakening it is that everybody's got one. I honestly believe that it is part and parcel 
of being this being from the seed of Satan um, the the seed from the apple in the garden however you want to think about it um, the fallen nature of man gives room for this and the Jezebel uh, everything that is anti-god everything that that strives against God that comes with with being part of who we are and cannot be removed until it is burned out of you by the fire of God. Um, there's some things, you know, loneliness, lust, uh, whatever, you can beat those. But the tongue is a dangerous weapon no man can tame. can start a forest fire with a tiny spark. The Bible talks a lot about a tiny rudder can move a whole ship. Satan knows this this is the thing he has to get control of. And if he can get control of it, he can move your whole ship wherever he wants it to go. Wreck your whole life. Destroy relationships. Lose jobs. Um, all kinds of stuff. And that's what this thing does. Uh, among, among other things. But primarily try to get you in a place where it can control your tongue, your speech, whatever. And no man can tame it. It requires God. In Job, chapter 41, I'm doing by memory here, um, the Lord talks about Behemoth, whose tail is like a mighty cedar, um, who, who lives among the reeds and hides under the water, where all you can see is his little head poking out. Who can tame him? And the answer is nobody but God. And then he talks about Leviathan who has fire coming out of his nose and, and breathes smoke and um, massive, smart, sneaky, not phased at all by arrows and spears and whatever. Who can put a ring in his nose and drag him where you want him to go? Nobody but God. There are some things that just absolutely require the hand of God to do. Maybe some things you can rebuke it in, in, the, in the name of Doug. You can rebuke it in the name of you with self-control and, and perseverance and whatever. And, and that's certainly going to help to try to limit what they, the damage that they can do. But ultimately, to get free is going to require God. And only Jesus, only, only by the power of God, can you get a hook in their nose and drag them off. But we have seen people free. And when they are scrubbed out and free, um, it's a it's a whole different thing. I'm about to run out of battery. I, that was really long. I didn't mean for it to be so long, but I don't think I can cover it any less. Um, we'll try to do more about this um, and more about Leviathan uh, pretty soon. Jezebel.